So, after quite a bit of futzing around with the microphone, can we actually do a, like an audio check? If everybody says anything? Or are you done? Are you I think we're done? good. Oh, good. Ooh. I think Glad. we're good. It was only took a thousand years. Check. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, this is probably the least amount of B-roll we're going to have. I, think. I say usually we have a ton and Ralph's usually like, we have an absurd 25 amount. minutes in that's where I want to start the podcast <laughs> I mean to be fair the first couple of times I was like hey Sean are we rolling and he's like yeah 30 minutes ago <laughs> okay well would have been good to know welcome to the just vibing podcast I totally forgot my itinerary to my left is Sean I'm Ralph Sean introduce yourself hi I am two to the right of Greg I'm Sean <laughs> good to meet y'all And I am uh, Greg, which is two to the uh, left of Sean as well. That gives no new information, Greg. Where are you in relation to the room? He's still to the right of me, like he's supposed to be. <laughs> All is good in the world. Oh my gosh, we almost died while Ralph was off the mic for 20 seconds. Our <laughs> leader was gone, we didn't know what to do. We were like, everyone uh... for themselves. <laughs> You know, sometimes I wonder what I contribute to this podcast when they see you guys flail around without me. And it's embarrassing. All right, we've got a wonderful guest with us today. Hello, Nilka. Hi, Nilka. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Just what do you do? What do you love about music? Give um, me two se- Give me like three sentences. Three Go. sentences. I am a singer-songwriter in good old Nashville Music City. Um, I write alternative dark pop, usually. Um, and I don't know. Here we go. <laughs> I put you on the spot. It's okay. <laughs> you didn't prepare me for those questions. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's why it's the most fun. I, just, I had you tell me your entire life story, and yeah. then I put you on the spot to put it in three sentences. It that's like, usually uh, how it goes. I have a dog. Do I have a <laughs> She's great. I love her. You know what? What's that's three sentences. Shout out to Harlow. Harlow. That's Harlow a good the dog poodle. Name. It's a good poodle name. She's really cute. Is it a straight poodle or is there standard? A, nice. poodle, it's the yeah. gayest She's poodle. I'm sorry, that was a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> we are cutting that. <laughs> no, we're not. It's fine. Um, but I was going to say we are recording this on a Friday. It's not our usual Tuesday goodness. It's actually the weekend. It's exciting. Usually we end up talking a whole lot about the weekend and having fun, and then it's Tuesday. Go back to work. This is the weekend fun. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it. Uh, today was a terrible day for me, though. I'm not going to lie. It was, I got up this morning, uh, I went to go get my breakfast at the cafe at where I work and they just cook it for you. It's really cool. It's super cheap, That's but nice. she, I was like, Hey, this, you know, I just want a couple of breakfast tacos and it was already running late for whatever reason. So she had three other orders that I didn't know were there because those people ordered and then left and they came back. So I came in thinking like, Oh, this will take 10 seconds, but no, she had three other orders to do. Then she accidentally did the order after me instead of mine and forgot about my order entirely she turns around and sees me and goes oh yeah (laughs) gosh i go cook my tacos that's a strong sign i'm like yeah rough um and then i go to uh check out and there's no checkout person there there's just nobody at the register and look around nobody there (laughs) okay i'm just gonna stand here with my food for a minute and it took a solid two and a half minutes to get there and the I didn't know because I'm usually working out of the other office, but the price in these tacos went up. They're usually like two ninety seven, and now they're like three ninety seven. Mm-hmm. So I only brought three dollars. So I had to give her my card, which is mostly broken and barely works. 
And so, and she was just aggressively trying to get this card to work. The chip doesn't work. The scanner doesn't work. I just need a new card. And the person behind me, because now there's a line, was just like, here, take a dollar. Just go. <laughs> get the line moving. Move the line. So I grabbed it. And this poor lady's still just hammering the card. You can just hear the beep, beep, beep. Anytime it's tr- she's trying to scan it. It's like, ma- ma'am, I've got four. Here, here's four. Four, four, four dollars. Four dollars, please. <laughs> I then took off and was late to my first meeting by like 15 minutes. So that was a great time. It was a great time this morning. Great start to it. Then I forgot to eat lunch. So it only got better. Oh, man. Meetings booked without, at the wazoo. Went to the gym, which was great. Highlight of the day. What class did you do? I did boxing because nice. spin didn't work out well. <laughs> <laughs> you missed this, but the last time I went to spin, it was a one-on-one class with just me and the spin instructor. <laughs> who was... Oh. She was very good at it, and there happened to be a giant screen that's supposed to display everybody's progress, but because it was just me, it was my score next to the instructor's score on a giant, like, 80-inch TV. (laughs) So, maybe I'll go back when I'm in better shape, but boxing was great, and then after that, I realized I didn't eat lunch, and I was miserable. (laughs) Then we came here, and we tried to cook steaks. Realized that you guys don't have a griddle or a grill here. So we just smoked out the entire house. For a good 10 minutes. Uh, longer than that. It was, it was at least a 20. straight up like hookah lounge in here for a second. <laughs> uh, your kind of smoke you want to smoke though. Yeah. Well, I mean, it smelled good. It smelled yeah. like steak. It smelled fantastic. It you is. just don't really want to inhale it. Yeah. It's not really inhale. good for your lungs no. to inhale no. and any you know, smoke, to be honest. And you know who knows that best? Nest. Nest knows that best. <laughs> and the wonderful Nest lady reminded us about it a thousand times. Nest is the uh, automatic alarm system. The, oh. the smart smoke detector. And the thermometer. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It also shut off the air because it thought there was a fire and didn't want to spread it. Mm. Oh. That's smart. Yeah. That's smart. Until, Until it gets hotter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I see. And uh, we apparently reached the tier of smoke where you can't silence the alarm anymore. So we just had the alarm on for a solid 10 minutes, just waiting for the smoke to go away. Yeah, my neighbors we love me. <laughs> hey, he's not here, okay? You're, we're, we're in a building where the next door neighbor is very close. And thankfully, they weren't there. <laughs> so hopefully, they didn't hear it. There's also a firewall in between us. So, like, I have run speakers at full blast, and he has not heard me. So I think we're good. All right. Cool. But we had all the windows and doors open. (laughs) (laughs) Small detail. Yeah, little minor, minor detail. What about you, Greg? It's been a while since we recorded. Have anything fun happened to you? Um, Yeah, it's been a minute. But uh, today was pretty good. It was my day off um, working with in the food industry. It's uh, whatever day you can possibly get. So today was Friday. I. Got a haircut, went all the way across town. It looks nasty. Greg uh, is looking fly tonight. Yeah, at this like cool place. It's called Black Wolf. Wow. Shout out. Sorry. It's <laughs> a really edgy name. I know. But, yeah, yeah, I'm but, sure your hair looks great. Hey, it was so. cool. Did you go great because of the name. Exactly. I do that all yeah. the time. <laughs> this is a cool name. It better be a cool <laughs> It's gonna be a cool name. And it's a really cool shop, too. It right? is cool. Oh, it's awesome. And like nice. this is like I haven't gotten a proper haircut in a while. Like my hair was long. For a long time. And like, when I say proper, it's like, I hadn't got like a short haircut. Like it was like, so he did like all these like fancy, like 
uh, like straight edge blade stuff. I don't know. I never get a haircut, so I was just running up the number on like the twelve likes that you like. Like <laughs> at one point, it was every other word. <laughs> I liked the haircut a lot. Clearly, like a lot. Like <laughs> like a lot. Yeah. Oh, it was it was a good time. Got some hot chicken on the way back. Uh, finished mixing my EP, so it'll be released in a few days on Coffee Shop. Hey, cool. Coffee Shop. Coffee Shop. Holla. On all the um, musical playing sites. And you know what? Speaking of releasing new music, <laughs> music playing sites. Well done. We're just going to glaze over that. Wait, wait. What's Kanye's called? Kanye has one. What is it called? No, it's Jay-Z. Title? Title. Is that no, what no, you're talking title, about? But I thought Kanye had one too. No, Kanye's on title. Like, they're all co-owners. Okay. Um, well. So, Jay-Z, it was on theirs only for a while. And then eventually went off. Kanye did it for like a week and a half. And then it went everywhere else. But he changed uh, the mix and song selection up about four times by then. I was just wondering if we could find your music on Tidal. Probably. I think so. I out of all, I think it's on all of them. Where do okay. you distribute there? Uh, Lander. Okay. So I think it hits Tidal. Um, it'll be on. That SoundCloud was mostly too. a joke. It's I been didn't know on it was that sound- easy, but cool. It it is. Yeah, you can just. Honestly, it's harder to not have them on different ones. It's to easier just to blanket all of them. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um. Speaking of releasing stuff, I think we're surprised that this is episode seven that we have. We've done six of these. As of today, the sixth one is live, and we're recording the seventh right now, which is pretty impressive. I'm just surprised we're this ahead of schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The last ones were close. (laughs) Right, but now we are caught up. But now we're we're in planning mode. And we're remembering to pick themes well in advance. Which we have always done, <laughs> but are more doing now, of course. We picked them in advance, meaning, you know, about an hour before we hit record. 35 seconds. <laughs> thereabouts. There's thereabouts. <laughs> Wait. Uh, well, what about you, Sean? Did you do anything interesting last? I had a photo shoot for uh, Us Nash. This. That's cool. Uh, it's a new positivity and diversity organization vlog group, and it was the first photo shoot that I've had in a while. You got you always start out feeling real awkward mm-hmm. around the camera, and then you kind of like fall into it. So it was it was good. It was good. Good people over there. Where can we find these sick photos of you, Sean? I, I they are not out yet, but Instagram is a solid starting point. <laughs> Us Nash is on Instagram. Uh, also, Nash Noise is Kel, and he is heading up the whole group so you can look that up nice. all right so is it is it kind of like a more it, photos focused version of like people of new york or whatever real people of new york no i think it's gonna it's gonna end up being a vlog um okay. where they have segments and they have video content um and right now they're they're just kind of making all that content happen so they have photos up right now and they're just kind of getting an organizational structure going right now that's super cool super cool Noka, do you have anything for us Everything interesting that happened to you recent memory, other than the wild day that you clearly had. Wait, you told us that you just started bartending, right? Yep, I just started bartending. Um, it was fun. It's fun. I like it. <laughs> uh, I just told you I served a lot of alcohol today and I hadn't had any yet. So that's about all I can say to wrap up how my day went. <laughs> uh, probably fair. Also, good explanation that there are two bottles of beer, three bottles of beer and one glass of wine at this table. So it's Friday night, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I'd love to say that we didn't do that on a Tuesday, <laughs> but I would also yeah. be lying. I, I, yeah, I partake in my daily 
adult beverage too. It's okay. I did the, uh, I finally felt comfortable enough that we had happy hour at work yesterday and my work's, my work's cool. I don't want to talk about it too much, but they bring booze. And I finally did the thing of somebody put a meeting over the happy hour. I was like, all right, well, this is your fault. I'm going to be late. <laughs> and I'm going to clearly have a cup of wine in my hand. <laughs> and it's not my fault. It's yours. <laughs> so I showed up to this meeting. And there are a lot of us that do this, right? So you'll just see people kind of pop in with drinks. And then you'll notice other people who notice then go off my <laughs> camera for a minute and then come back a little bit later with a drink. It was just the restroom break. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I was in trouble because I finished my, my cup of wine and my director is right behind me, right? And he's on the same video call. And so I was like, man, I really want to sneak out. But if I like close and shut my video, everybody's still going to see me leave in his microphone <laughs> or his camera. Just like walk right by him and then come back with more booze. <laughs> I don't see the issue here. The, the subtlety of it. The subtlety of it would be completely ruined. So all of a sudden, uh, Ralph just like drops to the ground, rolls around a few feet, gets around the yeah, camera. Yeah, how dedicated just, are you for that? So Army not only it. was it him, though, but then our launch manager is on the other side of him. So I had two sets of cameras that I would have had to try and crawl Bro, to Bro, you got to just commit. Yeah, yeah Army crawl it the whole way through. <laughs> no way. It did make that meeting way more tolerable. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about work. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, we do have a pretty good theme this week. It's very specific. We've gone super general before, and this one's going to be super specific. Minus the last one. Okay. Last week was super specific. <laughs> but it fits super well, surprisingly. Surprising, I mean, of course it fits super well. It was super well planned. Uh, but <laughs> the theme we have this week is best album to get you up in the morning. This is just kind of, you know, you wake up trying to get out of bed. I struggle to get out of the bed. Mm. 90% of the reason is that I have blackout curtains that I'm unwilling to move. But because I don't see the sun, <laughs> I never want to get up. So it's good to have an album that you just kind of put on and it'll help you get some energy to get out and crawl out of bed. Yeah, I think that you want the not something too slow so that you like just want to sit there and fall back asleep. But if it's like, too abrupt or too abrasive all of a sudden you're waking up like angry or you just go and turn it off and go back to bed because my thing with my alarm it's like ah really loud hit it and i put it across my room so i get up right and then i like roll back jump back in bed and then like sleep for another 10 minutes (laughs) man i used to be able to sleep through a 110 decibel alarm with the bed shaker attached to it i don't know i don't know what happened but i could get through that like no other i wake up to vibration i don't even need music I can hear my husband's alarm, and like if my phone just vibrates from the flash flood warnings we were getting the other oh, night. Those oh, were the worst. Five okay, a.m. I woke up. What is my phone doing? Freaking out right now. Who's calling me? Oh, it's a flash flood warning. I would have been more appreciative of that if we didn't already have seven of them beforehand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, kept saying, "Okay, there's a flood." So at five a.m., if you want to send me just a quiet notification, hey, by the way, there's still a flood. <laughs> just in case you were worried. Still a flood. I'm cool with that. But it was a fire alarm coming out of my phone. It's set to do not disturb. It doesn't matter. It's going to blow up. Yeah, no, I get that. The tornado warnings weren't good enough either for the... The sirens? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Mm, yeah. <laughs> we live... Yeah. It's close. There's one, like, around here. So one time I was going by, like, driving by it. And literally, you could, like, hear it around me. And then, and then I, of course, I was stuck at a light. So I'm, like, sitting there with this just blaring. Just, <laughs> rrr, rrr. Yeah. Who's the... 
I was only here for like three months. I think it was it was uh, September or October. No, it was later than that. It had to be like November. I was driving to work and I was working at the time and started at six thirty and worked till three. And so it was like maybe six in the morning and I'm driving out and it's raining and I was going down Old Hickory towards twenty four, right? And probably the best wake up I've ever had is that lightning struck a pole a oh hundred feet away from me, Yikes. like straight blew up the ground off the side of the road next to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever been as alert as I have in that those, the following 35 seconds. <laughs> I didn't need coffee for the rest of the day, just straight up <laughs> on an adrenaline rush. And I didn't know that the car behind me was my coworker on my team. Like we worked the same shift. So he drives in, he looks at me and says, did, did you see that? <laughs> yes. Just making sure. <laughs> Walked inside without another word. <laughs> That's all you're going to say? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you shared this near-death experience with me. We need to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be alone. Now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's not what we want. Of course, you could be like Sean, who just likes to wake up angry. I think it's because it's the only way he can wake up. I mean, there there used to be a time when I played uh, Night of the Hunter, 30 Seconds to Mars. I cut out the clip of him doing that blood-curdling tuned scream and just had that on repeat as my alarm clock. It worked fantastically, the let me tell you. The worst part was when we'd go on a band tour. So, like, side note, oh, we were no. all, like, in high school together besides Noka. Um but yeah, we go on band tour and like be like all bunch of guys crammed in a room, and then this alarm goes off, and he he of course sets it off, sets it early because he knows he's gonna sleep through it. No one else does. It is terrifying. <laughs> you have to crawl over him to find his phone yeah. and try to mute it because of course he's not awake. And, and the best story that I don't even remember is like I guess at some point I punched him because I was so angry about this, but I didn't even remember doing that. So. I wake up to physical contact. And so like when I was in high school, my mother would come in to wake me up and it seems like certain parts of, and I think there's some science behind this, certain parts of your brain wake up before others. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the cognitive side, like the conversational side of my brain is the first thing that turns on. So my mom would come in, she'd turn on the lights. She'd be like, Hey Garrett, you need to get up and say, yes, I'm going to get up. It is five 30 in the morning and I'll be ready in 15 minutes. Dead asleep. Completely asleep. <laughs> Never woke up in the first place. And so she would come in 40, like 45 minutes later like, what the hell are you doing? You're supposed to be up. And like they're leaving. I don't remember any of it. And it took a whole three and a half years for her to believe me because I said, you have to come in and just shakily, like gently shake me and say, hey, please get up. And then I'll wake up and it's fine. And when that started working almost instantly, she was like, wow, you really were asleep, weren't you? I was like, yes, yes, I was. <laughs> See, my uh, husband's a paramedic, so he can wake up to anything, and he can oh, wake yeah. up in the middle of the night and be a, very alert, and it's amazing, and I'm sure all of you guys can do this, because this just seems to be a guy thing, but I'll be having a conversation with him in bed, and he's like, yes, uh-huh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then the next thing, if I wake him up for something, or if he needs to wake up for an alarm, like within a couple minutes, he is, he's not groggy. He doesn't wake up groggy at all. He just wakes up and he immediately speaks like he doesn't have a tired voice. I'm like, I don't know anyone else. That must yeah, be, it could me. be a paramedic thing, could be a guy thing, but I don't know anybody else who can like just wake up and fall asleep as quickly as he does. I'm like, that's not me. I'm groggy for at least the first five hours of being awake. No lie. Yeah, I know for a fact that Greg has a tired voice, a very tired voice for <laughs> at least about, about like two hours. 
It's like, Greg, are you, are you mad at me for some reason? Oh, no, you're just tired. Okay, <laughs> you just woke up. I got you. I got you. Yeah. I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, working at coffee shops, um, you definitely would work a good three to four hours until you, like, cognitively were like, I am awake now because we're in the mm. middle of a rush of hundreds <laughs> yeah. of people coming into the in and out of the store. But especially when you have to be there at 430, like, yeah, you just wouldn't remember turning off things. And you're like, oh, I, I already did that. I, I and you don't have to be socially like. Oh, yeah. Nothing is said for the first <laughs> yeah. hour. I mean, it's, just like, it's a head nod. Like, yeah, we're both here. Yeah. I mean, speaking of that, I would always get called to come in to fill the 430 shift. And I didn't know why. 430 a.m. A.M. Be clear. And I didn't know why until maybe the fourth or fifth time I had done so. And they said it was because I was the only one that they felt was actually awake when they called me. But they didn't know that I would wake up with my wake up and then my brain would set an alarm knowing I was going to fall asleep. And I'd wake up to my second alarm and not know why I was awake and just assume it was to go to work and then go to work. I had no memory of their call at all. I didn't know who called me or what it was about. But I, would, I had an alarm that was set. It was just said work on it. So when it woke me up, I was like, okay, I got to go to work. Um, and we so used to, you would like wake up and be like, oh, I guess I got to go to work, get to work, and then realize you're not on the schedule, but you're asked <laughs> to get there anyway? Exactly that. Oh, my exactly gosh. that. And it backfired a couple times because I would forget to turn the alarm off. And I'd been so used to doing this that I would just go in and be like, you're not scheduled to work today. And I was like, yeah, but didn't somebody call me? Like, didn't, um, I didn't, I'm not going to say her name. Didn't Joan call me? Like, Joan's not even working today. <laughs> oh, I guess I'll go home. Because <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know any better. But I agree with that. Like, we wouldn't say anything for the first hour. Instead, they would just, we would pull two brevet bombs, right? Which are, they were soy bombs because she was a vegetarian or vegan or whatever. But, um, which is you just put a spoon and a little cup, like a shot glass. And you pour the shot so that they come up directly under the cold milk. So that you can just pop the whole thing at once. You can just lay it back and knock it back like an alcoholic shot. So she would pull two of those things. I would grab two uh, cake pops and we would just bite off the entire cake pop, pop the shot, and that was it. We didn't say anything to each other for the entire first three hours. (laughs) (laughs) It was just an unspoken rule that we did every morning. Um, But yeah, it was good. Uh, Let's see. Back on subject. (laughs) Another thing that we wanted to talk about was confidence boosting. You know, in the morning, especially if you don't feel like it, we're talking about work. Nobody wants to go to work at 4.30 in the morning. Nobody wants to go to work at 6.30 in the morning. I work at 9, and sometimes I don't want to go to work at 9. I work at 10, and it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. So getting a little boost of confidence that says, hey, by the way, you can do this. It's always <laughs> yeah, we, we've, been, we've been doing a solid like line of pre-gaming albums, I feel like. And this is one of those <laughs> where it's like, man, I got, I got to take this day. I got, I got to get this day on, on lock here. And so that's part of that. Yeah, definitely. This is the pregame for the day. <laughs> this is me. I wake up in the morning. I listen to this album. I pop maybe two or three shots of my Breve bombs, one <laughs> shot of whiskey, and then I just head into work. And that's how I deal with the day. Um, but yeah, so the album that we picked is Thank You Next by Ariana Grande, uh, provided to us by the lovely Noka. Thank you. Um, and I know there's a lot of lead up to this album. It originally was not an album. She released a couple singles and then decided to make the album afterwards. Um, from what I understand, I know Greg, you had a lot of thoughts about this. Yeah. I, Ariana Grande is a really interesting artist. Um, not one that I knew. I think it's Ariana. Oh my gosh. I just so want sorry. to be clear. Ariana. I kept typing. Or Ari. Ari. Whatever you, whatever yeah. you prefer. Yeah. Oh, or Ari-chan. Yeah. That comes up in the album. 
Okay. She literally calls herself Ari Chan in the album. Don't give me those weird looks. It's part of the lyrics. All right. All right. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so Ari, she, um, because we're, we're close. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't know a ton about her history, but I was like going through um, the different albums she had. And even just going from the last one to her newest one, like she started off obviously um, as a TV star and um, actress on Nickelodeon. Uh, but as she's gone through, she's done um, the progression of changing styles. Like her first album, she had a few uh, features, no big hits. But then with her second one, she had My Everything. She had like Problem, which was such a huge song she did with Iggy Azalea. And um, it's really interesting how each one, she keeps getting the bigger and bigger hits uh, just with different artists. Um, she has Dangerous Woman. I'm sorry, we're distracting Greg a little bit. I just had an incredible cramp in my leg, and I was trying to communicate that to Sean, and it was not working. So he sounded like he's off track. That's definitely my you fault. You used the wrong sign language then. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know sign language, Sean. Thanks for Anyways. throwing yourself under the bus, Ralph. I wasn't going to do that. I will always throw myself under the bus for you, uh, Greg. We know. Not for Sean at all. Zero <laughs> percent for Sean. I know Sean. that. Okay, so, but I think the most interesting spot to really start is with Sweetener, because that was the album that came out literally, I believe, in March of last year? I think it was November. Um, no, it was in the sum, at least the summer. Uh, it's a good thing none of us have Fact smart check. devices. That can hey, be- yeah, let's look <laughs> at this. Just um, keep talking, I got you. <laughs> no, it definitely came out in July. Um, no, it was recorded in... Oh my gosh, I can't even... August 17th, August 2018. <laughs> so I'm going to award that one to Nilka, who's way closer than you. Uh, yes, I, but I, I, I went above the guest, so like what, is the prices right? Like, oh yeah, technically you win. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're I right. shot over. I, I was originally going to say like 2014, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Negate your point right off the bat. Okay, so it came out 2018, and she worked on this album for like two years um july i said we started recording in 2016 and finished in may of 2018 um so a lot of work went into this a lot of big feature names uh a lot of big co-writers obviously with um, max martin who she um did some writing on with thinking next um but most a lot of this album was done with pharrell williams with features from that um she had missy elliott um as well as Nicki minaj and it hit a lot of different spectrums um from a lot of 90s uh, R&B influences and pop influences, obviously with the... To be clear, this is Sweetener. Yeah, this is Sweetener. Yeah. Um, getting, this is coming to my point of this next album because there's a lot of work, a lot of preparation, hitting a lot of different points. And um, and then only months later, she comes out with Thank You, Next. Uh, in, in, in between that, she had uh, she was in a relationship and then her ex-boyfriend, um, Mac, Mac Miller... Um, ended up passing away, and that had a lot um, to do on this next album that she talks about a decent amount. Um, but I feel like she had a lot of personal things in her life that changed. And it was interesting also how this was such a big production, but the, then Thank You Next, um, there wasn't a feature on the whole album. Um, she had, she uh, did some co, uh, she did obviously co-writes um, like a lot of artists do, but with a lot of the same people she had been working with in the past several years, um, not getting any of the big names she worked with Max Martin again, but she'd done that several times. Um, I think one of the most interesting co-writers on the album is, uh, let me pull it up here, uh, Victoria Montex. Um, she's actually her backup singer, mm-hmm. and she's a co-writer on a lot of the uh, a lot of the album. And she'd done 
on other albums too. So she pulled in a lot of like more close personal people. And I think this album is a lot more of a personal album that she's done that and that's very new that that she's done with beforehand um, on the other albums. So I think this album is like every artist has a progression. And I think this one, she very much jumped personal as things were becoming more personal in her life. I think it's fair to say uh, that, you know, she had a lot of personal growth. Yeah. It's very clear that, you know, she's been through some shit. If we don't just list the things that she's been through. She broke up with Mac Miller, which in itself is not like a small thing when you think about regular life. Like a breakup for me will ruin me for an absurd amount of time, Mm -hmm. which is probably not healthy. But moving on, (laughs) um, she had the Manchester bombing. Oh, I forgot about that. She had, uh, was, started dating, was engaged to, and then broke off an engagement with Pete Davidson. Mac Miller um, overdosed during that time. So she had to deal with that. And then she even had minor things that she seemed to not be able to do any right in the eyes of the, of the public because, uh, you know, she had that whole thing with the Japanese culture. Like, I don't want to get into it, but it was clearly a thing that bothered her. So she just couldn't do anything correct all the way through to seem to have the worst turn of luck through the entire year, which is going to make a person grow. But that's that's where the best writing comes out, honestly, and it, and it shows on that because everything is is very personal to her. She has a line in in this in one of her songs. I was like, I write checks like I write all my own songs or something like that because, or at least at least this record specifically was very very personal for her, and I feel like that helped make it make the record happen in six months um, because she had all of that junk that she could channel into her music. Um, yeah, it really shows. And it wasn't even six. I think it was more like four. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, I think she started in October and ended up finishing it up in uh, at least January, or she released it in February. Yeah, the, the cycle was shortened really heavily for her. Mm-hmm. But I think it's unfair for us to talk about this without giving Andrew some amount of a highlight. Andrew was our guest in the last podcast. And at the time, he really wanted to do Thank You Next, but none of us had listened to it. Because it had uh, come out like... Two days before we did no, the podcast. No, the, the day of. <laughs> yeah. It was the day of. That morning when we were recording is when it came out. <laughs> so we're like, oh, well, let's not do this sorry. one. And to throw this out there, he stayed up to listen to that album like at midnight. Wow. He's really obsessed with it. <laughs> That's a good fan. Yeah. Uh, so I want to read a little bit of what he sent me. I was just going to read it verbatim, but I think it would be unfair to just throw him up on a pedestal for people to murder. So instead, I'm going to paraphrase. <laughs> um, he, He's a diehard fan. I, and I asked him, I said, hey, just, you know what, give me the top five reasons you like the album. He said, number one, the vocals. She's exceptionally talented, uh, but she's not over the top with that. Her melodies are very good. And while her voice might be something that, you know, different people do like, don't like, it still ha- she has incredible range and can do a lot with her voice to make things interesting. She has a lot of impressions, and she does pull out different elements of her voice depending on the song, mm-hmm. right? And he says that that kind of leads into his second point, which is variety but still quality. It has pop, hip-hop, ballad elements to it, and honestly, she does them all really decently well. Uh, Seven Rings is a great pop song with hip-hop elements that still plays into other themes as well, and it keeps things fresh as you listen. He really likes the lyrical content. Says that she's done the pop star thing for a while, um, and family friendly lyrics for the first few. Dangerous Woman is her like I'm not a kid anymore. And while Sweetener was really close to her heart in the wake of the Manchester bombing, the Thank You Next Next is incredibly dark for a pop album, which I think is really hard to argue with. 
he goes over some of the specifics of the lyrics, but I don't want to get in that without having him here to explain himself. Um, but he also just thinks that the song is bop. And one of the ones that we're going to talk about, it's actually the next one, is NASA. And that's one that he specifically calls out in addition to Bloodline and Bad, bad Idea. Um, <laughs> then his fifth point was like, I don't know, man, that was pretty comprehensive. So I've liked Ariana for a while, and <laughs> I think this is the best she's ever done musically and creatively. So uh, I don't have a fifth, even though that is a fifth. I didn't say anything, but that's literally your fifth. You just made it. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah, that's a good conclusion. But yeah, cheers out to Andrew. Thank you for that. Woo woo. Um, and so with that, let's go ahead and just jump into our first song. It's NASA. Anything I say? I'd rather be alone tonight You could say I love you through the phone tonight Really don't wanna be in your arms tonight I just use my covers to stay warm tonight Think I'm better off here all alone tonight You know checking on when I get home tonight Just making sure I'm good on my own tonight Even though there isn't nothing wrong tonight Yeah, I'm just saying, baby, I can really miss you if I'm with you This was gonna be. I wasn't gonna cut any of this. This was all gonna happen, and then now you're doing this bit. I'm so I loud and obvious. I already did it. So, <sighs> do it too. What? Do it. Just go, go crazy. <laughs> this is this is as crazy I can go. Oh, oh. Okay. That was NASA by Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, this is, we were all kind of saying that this is one of the ones that we appreciate the most lyrically and has a really good melody to it. Melodically. Melodically, Melodically, I think this is my favorite on there because there is a, it's a very different melody on each part of the song and it's all catchy. Mm -hmm. All the hooks all over this song. Oops. I think this is one of the first songs that I heard that is easily, you sing along to it, you want to sing along to it. I mean, I love her style of writing because a lot of her music isn't like easy isn't so easy to just learn in the first in the first listen but i think that this one yeah like you said it, the melodies are interesting enough that even though they're catchy they're like you, you want to sing along and you like the melodies they're not like too heard before like too cliche or anything definitely and it's the first one that drops into like a, a, like a upbeat bop groove, yeah. you know, because you have Needy, which is kind of a ballad song mm-hmm. too on the album. And the Imagine one's kind of more of like an artsy, like six eight type thing, mm-hmm. I think. And it's like, uh, yeah, it, it, it's more of like flowy stuff. And then this one is like, oh, here's yeah. the pop song that we're banging. Like, yeah. it, it, it's great. I know we were talking before. Um, one of the fun things we always struggle or I think guests end up struggling with when we start to do these podcasts is don't talk about anything until we're on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> But one of the things you wanted to highlight was there are a lot of unique intros 
with the songs, right? And this one in oh, particular yeah. is spoken by, um, it's, I'm going to say this wrong, Shangela Laquifa Whaley, <laughs> which is a drag queen on RuPaul's Drag, drag Race. Which is a really interesting choice yeah. for this quote in particular to pull from. Gotcha. Um, and she's kind of pulled a whole lot of different sources from this. Because I think that this song in particular does talk about things that are, are may have been a little more taboo to say before 2018, before 2019. Um, saying something like, hey, we're fine. Like The fact that I don't want to do anything with you doesn't mean that I'm not interested. Right. Just give me some time. I'll st- I'm still the same person. I'm still interested in you. I just need a minute. Yeah. Which is something that before has not been as easily... It's felt a little like taboo, like, oh, if, if you're not doing this for me, there must be something wrong. Right. And accepting that as the normal is a lot of what she's kind of celebrating in this. Yeah, she even says in one of the lyrics that it's okay to say I need me time. Yeah, no, for sure. And especially in, I think if we talk about other songs mm-hmm. that are still very well written and, and lyrically mean a lot, but there's a tendency in music and in movies to highlight a culture that is obsessed with the relationship. Mm-hmm. That makes the other part, the other half of the relationship, kind of a lot of your world. Right. And if there's anything that's not working there, then it must be someone's fault or something's wrong. Right. And so it's good to have a song that just says, no, actually, we can just chill. Sometimes yeah. I need space. That's true. And it's I think it's fun, too, how she uses that metaphor with NASA and outer space. And then you're talking about um, the intro in the, the line that she says, then pulling it back into... Um, into it all. Uh, this one small step for a woman, one giant leap for womankind. It's a fun play on words. Um, but I think it's really cool melding of all the relationships and space metaphors together. Yeah, I think, I mean, some people might think it's cliche that, I mean, anybody can use a space metaphor, but I, I found it really clever the way that she used that she needs space and used both like outer space and space between a relationship, the way that that was used. And to choose NASA, like, as the metaphor for the other person in the relationship. Like, I I don't know. I've never heard a song used like that before. I think that that was really clever. One of my favorite things in any writing ever is when you pick multiple themes and illusions and allow them to line up with several meanings, and you mean all of them, right? And I think that's really cool what she does here. It's easy to say, I think the obvious one that we talk about is the space, right? She needs space. It's NASA. It's space. And the wonderful genius annotators have all pointed that out a thousand times on the song. But I think the other thing that's really interesting to point out is that she's also talking about a landmark moment, right? The small step for man, large step for mankind is this big landmark moment where we realize like, hey, we can do incredible things. And it's crazy to think that they did that in the 50s. Like (laughs) looking back at it, we're talking about curiosity or I'm sorry, opportunity who was only supposed to be alive for 30 seconds and her 30, was it 30 days and made it 15 years. It's a really incredible achievement. And so tying in landmark moments or achievement moments for science, for human race as a, as a whole into where we are with recognizing women in general, mm-hmm. right? Regardless of what your stance is on it, it's important to highlight that women have never had more rights or visibility than they have today. And there's still room to get better and to keep improving and keep looking at it. But it's a really exciting call out that she's using this in three separate ways. Right. Using it as an analogy for space, as an analogy for how far we've come as a culture, and 
just as, hey, I do literally need space. Right. <laughs> so it's it's a really neat tie-in from a songwriting perspective, for sure. And it's fun, too. They do, uh, they even add space in the production with uh, the N-A-S-A chant. They add a little bit of space right before the chorus. Another play on production. Well, she just NAS and all the music drops. Yeah, it's oh, just a real, oh, real gotcha. hard cut. Yeah, there. it's real yeah. hard cut. It's real uh, subtle, but it's it's those little moments that yeah, yeah kind of pull in uh, more of the meanings. And it's yeah. one of those things too. They're like, oh, this sounds cool. Let's do it. And then they do it, and you're like, oh, it means even more if we put it right here. Right. Stuff like that. Oh yeah. I love that really thought out production stuff that just kind of goes with the song really well. Instead of like, oh, we're gonna make this lit, so we're gonna do a drop here. It's more like this makes total sense with mm-hmm. the song. We talk about, okay, this is not an intended pun. We talk about creating space in a song a lot, um, but just letting things breathe and stand on their own. And I agree. I think she does that really well. Mm-hmm. Sean, I, you need to wipe that filthy smile off your face. <laughs> just I because I was the first time. one to do it. I didn't even have to do it this time. This, it's fantastic. I'm unhappy about this. Also, uh, I... When we talk about, you know, like standing up for women's rights and things that have happened forward, I don't want to keep harping this point, but I do think it's cool that she still does it in the context of a healthy relationship. Because mm-hmm. normally it's talking about the opposite end, like right. toxic relationships and things that we need to change and improve. It's neat that she's doing it in a healthy relationship. Like, hey, you know, keep me in your orbit and you'll still be able to drag me. What is it? Let me find it specifically. Um, keep me in your orbit and you'll know you and you know you'll drag me under of just you know i'm still here and it's still a good thing for us so i appreciate yeah, that yeah i lot. agree with that i i mean that's one of the reasons i love her is that she is just a very confident person in herself and like i feel like she can represent females really well with not just talking about the hard times but talking about the good times too and making that clear to the guy's standpoint you know like i think she just does a really good job with that She's one of the best today, I think, about showing a healthy confidence in who she is. Right. Yeah. And it's really a journey coming from a stigma of, while it's weird that it feels like they're sexualizing a child, right, which was a stigma she had for a while and kind of played up that I'm a ditzy girl attitude for a while. I mean, it was just, it was part of her theme, Mm. right? So seeing that arc of growth of, you know, like, hey, that's where she was in life. She's moving on. She's grown without losing her own style, without losing how she resonates with people and just continuing to mature in that is a really cool thing to see. And it's not that any of those early albums were bad by any means. It's just, it's more endearing when you hit the journey. Like a TV show, like one of the things, my favorite season of Parks and Rec is the last one. And I'm not going to tell you that the seasons are bad before then, but it's because they have built out, built up so much confidence and energy with those characters that seeing them all find their home and their growth and maturity and finally settle into who they are as people is so rewarding to see. And I think you get a lot of those themes in this album of she's coming into her own person. She's coming into becoming that woman that people have struggled to see out of her before. I mean, I think that even with watching any last season of an episode or last season of like, yeah, a show, you find those seasons to be the best because you've kind of grown a relationship with those people and this same goes for her. You grow, you've grown a relationship with her and you just, you fall in love with her. And then this album just seems to be the most on, like you're getting her thoughts more than you're getting like, well, what's going to sell? What's the next pop song that she needs to sing? But you're getting her thoughts and you're getting her opinion and like what she stands for most out of this last album, I think, which is what 
makes it so interesting, what makes people love this album. Yeah, and I would put this as like almost a direct opposite. And I love Maroon 5. I love Maroon 5. But I would put it almost as like an opposite corner of Maroon 5. Because Maroon 5 is so good at manufacturing what's popular. They're so good at it. And like they write good stuff. It's not bad. But they were so good at just capturing that science of what people will latch on to and enjoy. That I mean, and it's still well done. It's well produced. It's well put together. That's why they continue to stay popular. But Ariana in this kind of goes the other way of Mm -hmm. this is her most personal album yet. And I can appreciate that. Yeah. And it's... it's, uh, Catching on, and like that's what people want to hear as well is the personality. Um, something we haven't really exactly hit on yet, but this was off this album. She's had three singles in the top ten Billboard, which everyone was talking about. No one has done that since the Beatles, um, which is a huge that's giant landmark awesome. um, that is unprecedented uh, today. Uh, as a side note, I'm going to apologize for any extra noise we might have. We are experimenting with a new location today. And I just realized that, like, that's <laughs> just my feet on the ground. <laughs> and it's going to be a little hard to not do that we reflexively. Yeah, right. We can get get a little ASMR going. <laughs> we got our pun reference in. I yeah, we are, we are rebranding in. as an ASMR <laughs> podcast here. Who, who wants to be the left ear? Sean, you can't be the left ear. <laughs> I'm the left ear. I got you. I got you. <laughs> 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 Greg's over here ashamed to know us. <laughs> Greg, Greg, you want to role play with me? Role play with me, Greg. I'm out. <laughs> Greg okay. has left the um, building. I was gonna say, Greg and I are gonna leave now. <laughs> we'll leave you. Fine. The rest we're gonna go show. do our own podcast. Sean, you can be the right ear. I'll be the left ear. <laughs> um. Yeah, you can connect to the artsy side of the brain so they can imagine your voice sounds better. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. That's anyway, <laughs> back to positivity. Uh, I also think, see, look at that. You just shut your face. How can we possibly make this worse than the cabin? Okay, we were so good. We recorded a podcast in a cabin with just like SM58s and one microphone, right? And we were still somehow better than what we're doing Is right that, now. Do up, do up show. You are all like <laughs> staring at Mike. <laughs> I'm looking at Greg. Greg's the one that's doing that. It's really hard because either I'm right on the mic and you hear my lips on the microphone, or I'm like off and I can't. You don't hear me at all. That's so. true. It's a fifty. I feel like as a singer, know, you're a used mic. to being right on the mic. Like, <laughs> hello. I wonder how many diseases I contrive from like having my lips right on the mic, but that's the best sound you get. It's true. This is why I, I played drums. Your face I li- that was a really good highlight. I, <laughs> <laughs> I literally bought myself my own mic just so that I didn't have to do that for bar gigs. I because I should do that, but I haven't yet. There's been a couple of times where I was like, this smells like death. And I feel like I am going to contract diseases. So therefore. bring some like little alcohol wipes. Oh, that's, that's the best. Or you can just grab your own mic. Yeah. And then suddenly it's all you. How many times do you think somebody gets a cold sore? Well, I can happily say I've never gotten one because I feel like that's got to be the number one thing, right? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But just the amount of lipstick with like other females from like our lipstick stains on me because I mean, I've never gotten one thing. Thank goodness. But I don't know. That's gross. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything else we want to say about (laughs) NASA? (laughs) We're we're done with the gross mic conversation, Sean. Anything else you want to say about NASA? No? 
All right. So the next one we have up is Seven Rings. Um, personally, one of my favorites on the album. So I'm excited to give it a listen. Let's go. for this one is 100% going to be that picture you pulled from Thank You Next video. We don't put I don't think we put for each one, but we could. Really? I thought we did. Ju- just for SoundCloud's the only one that captures that. Oh, it's just a title. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we just have a picture that we have. So that could be our picture for the whole podcast. <laughs> I'm yeah. into that. I, I actually have really, seen this picture. Side note, this picture, I'm just going to explain what this picture is. It's not even about Seven Rings. It is about uh, Thinking Next. It's from the music video. And at one point, they're in a barbers- uh, barbershop-ish salon. salon. And someone's cutting someone's hair. And, Please uh, tell me you've seen this movie. I haven't seen the movie. Oh, God. <laughs> we can't talk about it. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, so in the what music video... I know. None of you have seen this movie. What is I it? haven't seen the music video, so it's I don't know what it's referencing. It's iconic, like... Female empowerment. What is it? Legally blonde. Oh, is wait, it? Wait, wait, wait. Is it? Is it like Bend and Snap? Is that what they do in the yeah, music video? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I I've not seen the music it's video, so I don't know. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm only talking about like a little snippet, but it's uh, literally someone's getting their hair done, and uh, she she says thank you, and then the guy doing her hair, like this long haired hippie, um, stylist, says next with this like weird straight face thing going on. It's hilarious. It's really good. But then I snapped it, and it's like the perfect meme. Because it's like, thank you, and then it's like, next. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, you have to show me that. Yeah, we're going to have to throw this somewhere on social I think it's media like for the sake of... shop loop, actually. There you go. That's Check out idea. Coffee Shop. <laughs> wow. Next week, man. It's going to be lit. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. Anyways. Uh, I have seen Legally Blonde. I have not seen the music video, so I didn't okay. know the reference. I've seen well, parts of Legally Blonde. You'll yeah. appreciate the music Likewise. video, I think. Well, do I they mean, like literally do a bend and snap? In there? Yeah. Do yeah, they break somebody's and, nose? Uh, it's Legally Blonde and Mean Girls that she references. Like oh. two iconic female empowerment types of movies. I mean, Mean Girls is it's definitely female empowerment, but also questionable. It's not as much female empowerment as as others. But I don't know. I just <laughs> think it's I mean, that just is an iconic movie anyway for females. So yeah. I think it's cool that she references both. But we're talking about Thank You Next, not Seven Rings. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's all right. We stole some time. Um, I like this song a lot. I know, Sean, you had some something you want to say about the melody sampling that's done on this. I, there's some very obvious... I, I mean, that was, that was basically it. it. It's quite obvious sampling from uh, my favorite thing, Sound of Music. Uh, that was, so... Really, all I had to say about it, I don't know why you pitched that to me, but okay. <laughs> You're the one that proposed. Okay, look, I have a notes list. I, I, I have a little bit to talk Sean. about. I literally said this is obvious, but. <laughs> okay, well, what I'm going to say is that when, for whatever reason, when I hear this, I think of Family Force 5's version of my Naturally. favorite things. 
because it's ripping. It's great. I love it. It's fantastic. It's great. (laughs) They do like this whole like rock hip hop, pretty much straight hip hop version of uh, the song with like rapping and all the things you can think of. Have you listened to any Family Force 5? No. It's all right. They're their own experience. That's why Maybe, I Maybe, but I don't that. know because I don't think I've ever heard of them. They're a ton of fun. Shake it like an earthquake. They, I think the no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not their most. Their most popular is the hold up, wait a minute, put a little love Love addict, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. their most popular. But anyway, point being, this is a really interesting take on this um, because it's clearly just a sample. She doesn't go the whole way. Family Force Fives covers just the entire song redone. Yeah. And she does her own thing with it, which I think is super I interesting. Think that's cool. I like that she gives kudos to you. Like in the first verse, she says, well, what does she say? Something like, I, I'll buy myself all of my favorite things. So she's, I mean, yeah, she's using the same melody, but she gives kudos to the original version by using the line, my favorite things. But then a twist on it because she can buy herself her own favorite things. And I think that's kind of the point of the song where it is about and using the themes of the original song and the melody. Um, I think it's really interesting sampling from that, pulling from that. And uh, I mean, artists have been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's interesting that she uses this song and it really pulls into her wheelhouse of how she has very um, these types of melodies. I'm blanking on the word. Uh, but that that was a that's been a theme in a lot of her albums where they're um, what's the right word for the, the while you think about it reference. I'm gonna reference Breakfast at Tiffany's we were just talking about like empowerment movies Breakfast at Tiffany's is a good one Audrey Hepburn in general is kind of like a good icon for that because a lot of her movies are put her in better positions than a lot of the women that had come before and really mm-hmm. emphasize her both her personality and her um, assertiveness which is not super common in some of this. Um, I also see we've hit all of the themes already. Sean just pump faked me again. Move because you microphone. kept talking. I'm I'm ready to talk yeah, whenever just, you're done. I figured it out. Trust me. All right, go ahead. It's uh more kind of like lullabyish themes where they're they're um mm-hmm. they're more gentle, but then they're um thrown in there with the hip hop and um the trap that really comes through, especially in this song. And uh, we were talking earlier about this, and uh, this is, uh, you can quote me on this, but I think Taylor Swift brought Trap into popularity with Reputation, and Absolutely. Ariana Grande is keeping it there. It's not not going away anytime soon. And I think she says that with this album. It's pretty fun. Yeah, and the music video itself, if you've seen that, is just a straight up Trap music video with, as Ralph pointed out earlier, the influences of J-pop. J-pop. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, J-pop. It's very clear throughout most of her career, she's been very popular with Japan. Um, she shares a lot of themes with popular J-pop artists, which is like she looks relatively childlike. They have a word that they've attributed to a lot of them, and they attribute to Ariana, which is kawaii, which just means like cute and adorable and mm-hmm. somewhat childlike. And so she's always been very attentive to them and loves that. She started learning Japanese in 2015 and wrote when she visited japan she tried to continue to tweet in japanese she went on a lot of different talk shows she had a lot of different um, performances there and in general japan loves ariana and they've loved a lot of what she's done in this music video and a lot of her 
So I hesitate to say this because she's kind of had this style from the beginning, but she likes to wear cat ears. She likes to wear like fun headdresses and mm-hmm. stuff, which is also a very common Japanese thing, like a very common K-pop, either like top bobs, high ponytails, the kind of uh, young girl aesthetic. And she doesn't really let go of any of that cheerfulness. She doesn't let go of any of that usefulness in all of her stuff going forward. And it's impossible. She looks 12 at all times. But, I mean, that's not 100% fair. I, she does not look 12 at all times. She always looks very young. And I imagine that's not going to change anytime soon. And so the ears plus the animation drops in. She drops in these little animated lightning bolts in the middle through and highlights things with uh, like a sketch cover over over the cars as it pulls out towards the outro. And all of those things are, they're not uncommon in American music videos, but they are especially highlighted in J-pop. They're one of very common themes of playing it almost like a movie that's telling a story. It's a very light theme call-in, but I think it's important to note because this music video pulls in like seven different themes at the same time. It's clearly got a heavy trap influence, but she's her voice... And the lyrics don't have that total mumble rap to it. It doesn't have the... Uh, I try to think of... Is, if anybody's seen the Trevor Noah stand-up recently, that he made a joke that all of Trap sounds like a four-year-old whining about something, <laughs> right? She's like... Lambo! Lambo out in the middle. And she doesn't sound like that. Because she... One, because she's not shouting it. She's singing it, right? Which is a pretty big difference. And she, but she's still pulling in that style. She pulls in the K-pop style without really letting go of it. She has bright cream colors everywhere. There's a lot of pink. There's a lot of white. A lot of really bright colors. And then she just turns off the lights. And now it's a completely different mood. So it's an interesting, you know, it's not just her making the music video. But it, it's a really interesting look at, hey, this is the most melting pot of a music video I've seen in a long time. Mm. It's just, Ariana clearly was like, hey this is what I want to do for this music video. And it's going to have all of these things in it and we've got to make it all work. And, uh, her whole team came together and it looks, it looks really, really good. It's a very well done music video. I feel like that's shown too, though, like how much like she likes about the, uh, her style, what she's interested in. I mean, the, those things like the cat ears and the J pop style. I mean, it's trending, but you can tell like she, She's not just doing that because that's what's trending. She's doing it because that's what she really loves. Like, those are the things she's interested in. And I've seen people, like, that are interested in those things. And I myself am not as interested in those things. But I think I've seen that where... (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm yelling at Greg because he's breathing into his microphone. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even notice it. It's either all here or I have to push it away from my face. Yeah, it's fine. I'm trying. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry, Greg. It's your job to fix it in post anyway. <laughs> you were saying. I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. I'm just saying that I, I, find, I find it really cool that she was able to say, like, I want to use these things because these are the things I love, not just the things that are trending, but because I love them, I want to use them in my music videos. Yeah, and I don't want to get up on a pedestal and get super political on this, but 
when she had a bit of a controversy for using some of you know Japanese influenced style and themes on her music, it's easy to forget that she has been heavily involved in that scene since like 2015. Mm. This isn't a new development. She's not just throwing it on to be right. cool. She's was learning Japanese and so um, things she's really interested in. Things she's really interested in. She's excited about. Right. Right. She doesn't have to do that. It's not like she's going to be unpopular or not be successful if she just doesn't engage with Japan. And so it's clear to see that she has a lot of care into this and that she's picking her themes tastefully. Looking at the music video, you're not going to say, oh, she's just copying J-pop. But if you're familiar with the scene, you can see where the themes are, Mm. which is kind of the best love letter you can send is I'm not copying you, but I took the things that I like about it and I incorporated them into my own style and paid homage my own way. Right. That's 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 most. Yeah. And that's most of modern music, you know? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. not like we're reinventing the wheel. We're just kind of using the different colors to paint something different. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful, Sean. Oh, thanks, I'm so man. proud of you. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Just, just tickled my cold, dead heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I mean, when we talk about the theme, too, Seven Rings is a great song to wake you up because it's really gentle and rolling in the beginning and then starts to really bump. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, talk about a song you, that you it's a confidence booster. When I hear it, I'm, I'm singing along like I'm just as confident as Ariana Grande. Like, oh, yeah. Here I bought it. We're going to we're going to get this day going. We're going to make some money. Yeah, we're going to make money. I'm going to buy what I want. Treat yourself, <laughs> right? Treat yourself. <laughs> Treat yourself. <laughs> Speaking of Parks and Rec. <laughs> well done. Well done. Bring it a full circle. We do have one more that we want to hit. Uh, it's Thank You Next. Big surprise to everybody. Nobody could have ever predicted we would talk about this song. But yeah, let's go ahead and give it a listen. talk about Bloodline if you want. <laughs> we will talk about Bloodline. <laughs> Just not right now. All right. Thank you, Next. But it wasn't a match Wrote some songs about Ricky Now I listen and laugh Even almost got married And for Pete I'm so thankful Wish I could say thank you to Malcolm Cause he was an angel One taught me love One taught me patience And one taught me pain Thank you. Next, welcome back. <laughs> Don't everybody talk at once. I'm gonna get right into the lyrical side of this, but I thought maybe we wanted to preload it with a little something else first. This was her first single she dropped. There we go. Thank you, History Greg. Please so, do. History Greg. Pretty exciting, and, and it came out even before there was a. This is gonna be an album. It was just a single. Um, I yeah. believe it came out in October. And that's actually officially when they started working on the album. So there's a good chance it could have just been this song. Um, and and man, it stayed on the charts for a long time. It's still on the charts. Right, right. It stayed on the charts from that period, mm-hmm. from whenever it released till now, which was a, is a solid, what, three months now? Uh, yeah, it came out late October, I think. Oh, well, way more than that then. I think late October. It's February. 
Yeah. Yeah. Way more than that. So, like, it's been up there for a while, and it, it, it bops, yep. as Andrew said. It, it, it does hit. bop. It, fact, uh, fact checking, I believe it's saying now um, November, early November it came out. It, it hits the power trio for pop songs. It's catchy. Three months. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's catchy. <laughs> wow, we've gotten so vicious today. Sean was what it is. very vicious about it. I was like, I don't care. I corrected myself before. This is this is the Friday groove. This is the like, we're done with the week. Whatever. <laughs> on Tuesday, we still got to man up and hold on to our sanity. So, you know, the claws stay in, it's but out. Salt. <laughs> you know what though if I was to describe Sean as a person I would say he's about 95% crystallized spite and maybe about 5% salt man then what are you the same <laughs> that's why you guys no are difference friends. maybe a percent up on both I got 102% capacity on me um, but yeah it hits the power trail for a really good pop song right it's catchy it's relatable and there's a lot of money that went to the production it's super well produced right so out of um, all the songs, I think this one and Seven Rings were probably the most uh, fully produced with lots of different things going on. Mm. Yeah, I beg to differ on that. You got Bloodline Bad Idea that are fantastic. They had the Max Martin name on it. it and like, I, I think there's enough like scene changes in those songs to where they're more thought out um, or at least equally thought out as, as this one. I know this was like the first one where they put a bunch of thought into it, but like. Those two songs are masterpieces, in my opinion. And I would, I would on agree with you from the song perspective, but I'd also agree with Greg that these clearly had the money thrown behind them for the music videos. Absolutely, like can factor into when we say you know had the most production and the cleanest production is like, hey, they were willing to make this so clean and also put it directly into a music video. And I wasn't right. saying anything right. against the other songs. Oh, of course not. Nobody says anything against the other well, songs. Those, uh, Bloodline and Bad Idea could be next up for singles. So, I mean, you know, really well-produced music videos could be up next for us, too, for those. Yeah, for sure. Since the album just came out. And I think that's something that's a little bit interesting with this, where the last album they had years of production notes, and this one, uh, a few less months, in digging more into the trap, I feel like the production in general was simpler, um, but then created a more personal um, relationships with the songs as well and the songwriting. So, Well, um, and especially... I think that song culture right now hooks really well onto anthems. Like if you could describe something as an anthem, it becomes very popular very quickly. Mm. Um, a lot of people <laughs> stand culture means that you're going to have a lot of really good anthems that you want to go for. Right. And so I think this one does a really good job of that. Even from like a personal basis, you know, I'm not going to say that thank you next is my favorite song of the year. But it's easy to see how you'd relate to it, you know, talking about the relationships you're going through. You never want to come away from a relationship saying, I got nothing out of this. My life still sucks. Right. <laughs> and so embracing that idea that what you can take away from any relationship is growth. And she goes through literally the list of her relationships yeah. and does that exact thing of like, hey, you know, one taught me patience, one taught me pain, um, one taught me love. It's not the right order. But just. That you can always learn something from everything, regardless of what happened in it, and move on and become a better person is just a, the most wholesome meaning you can possibly have, right? There's mm -hmm. it's very difficult to come out of that and be like, no, you're wrong. Bad relationships are terrible for everybody, and they should suck. <laughs> it's really hard to take the opposite stance there, right? Um, and so it means that it's generally applicable for everybody across the world, 
There's nobody who can't relate to this, right? But it's also going against that feeling because that feeling hits you after a, 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 any relationship when, when it ends. It's like, this was crap, you know? This was, this was terrible. Why did I get myself into this just to like destroy myself? It shows how she's moved past that and how she's been able to look past and see through all the junk and be able to learn something from it, which I think is a theme of the whole album in general. Mm-hmm. And also why it's a great thing to wake up to to remind yourself of. Yeah, motivational. We talk about providing confidence like that. Especially if you've been through a rough breakup or you're having a tough time, just applying that mantra of thank you next. I can keep doing it. Just move on. Done with this. On to the next thing. It's really is a really big deal. I yeah, agree. I really like that she used she used that point of view instead of the standard like I mean, I hate to do this to Taylor Swift, but I mean she's queen of you know, throwing her exes under the bus with her songs, which are great songs. But like Don't worry, our first album is <laughs> Mayday Parade, Jamie All Over, which is literally an entire album written to diss one person. So okay. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. Lessons gotcha. in romantics, yes. I mean, I just think like even from a woman's opinion, like that once again, like she's a really great representation for our generation and for females because she's going ahead and saying like we can be thankful for those things not just thankful but we can overpass like the hardships of them and be thankful for what we've learned from them and come up from them you can always recover which is the thing that we talked a little bit in not the last album was it i don't know if it was i don't know if it was uh the last one or the one before no, it had to be because Valentine's Day was before. So we talked about this a little bit in the last album, but that it's really easy to fall into depression and think you can't get out. Yeah. Right. Like that's the definition, not the definition, but essentially if you had to describe depression in a really simple way, it's that you fell into a, a bad place and didn't feel like you could get out. Yeah. And so thank you next is a whole lot about, it's not this easy, but encouraging you, mm-hmm. you can move on it. You can take things from negative experiences Add them to your person as a healthy and growing, maturing part and move forward, not get stuck there. Right. right. And, and so it's inspiring. Like you said, it's it's important and inspiring. I feel like as females, we feel like we have to fight so much for like our just being, you know, equality and and things like that. Like we feel like we have to just keep on fighting and there there's just an aggressiveness that we can have. But she is shown a really good example of like not being aggressive, but still being strong as a female for this generation, this era. Like, I feel like she hasn't had to necessarily put on her boxing gloves to like fight for equality and fight for women's rights. She's just a really great example of it. Like a princess, you know, like <laughs> she's like, you know, you see those princesses and you're, or, you know, princess Diana or was a really good example of that. Like, she still has had a lot of like grace with the way that she represented herself more than like, I mean, Taylor Swift and, and other women. I mean, it's easy to put on the boxing gloves and say, like, I have to fight for this. Like, I'm, nobody's recognizing us enough, but she doesn't have to do that. She just represents it in her lyrics, but she still does it tastefully. Yeah. She leads by example mm-hmm. really, really well. Yeah. And, and it's becoming even more important that regardless of what you believe, I think it's really easy to agree that 
generally toxicity is way more common than it has been before. Yeah. Just putting on, like you said, putting on those boxing gloves and going to town and feeling like instead of trying to learn and understand, you have to just dig in and fight it out. Um, and so having someone take that perspective of we can, and this is generally to a lot of the empowerment songs on the album mm-hmm. of these can be relational and understanding instead of I'm just going to double down <laughs> and right. try to take it, take it out is, is neat. And uh, I mean, like even as a dude, it's hard to take a look at it. And, you know, we have Andrew over here as the banner man for Ariana amongst us, but it's hard to, even if I wanted to, to try to take a negative standpoint on some of these, like some of these songs of how am I going to look at this and pretend to even be upset about it? How could mm-hmm. I even see someone being upset about it? And that's difficult to do because especially when we talk about boxing gloves and even, you know, Taylor Swift, we keep bringing this up, but she has a lot of people that detract from, from mm-hmm. the experiences that she talks about and the things that she writes that are negative that might be unfair and aren't are targeting her, especially because she's writing it as a woman, as opposed to, we just listed Mayday Parade. Right. <laughs> like they're not going to get nearly as much flack for writing an entire album dedicated to one person mm-hmm. and different scales of popularity, to be fair. But still, I, I think it's a valid point that it's something that should be celebrated, trying to take things with an even keel, which is not necessarily the, the norm these days. Yep. So that was uh, thank you. Next, there were several songs that we wanted to hit before kind of wrapping up the album. One of them in particular, since I'm leading it here, because I get to choose, um, is Bloodline. I loved Bloodline. Bloodline is probably, for me, was the song to wake up to because it bops. I love it so much. Those horn samples, though. Yeah. So good. It's a really good, like, I think it's a really well-produced song. I'm not crazy about the message of it, but I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I I really like this song, and I actually really like the way that she used the messages of the song and like and used bloodline like that's different i think that's really cool i love that it has the familiar reggae feel that ariana has released in the past and then the horns i mean pay it, it's kind of like the john senna thing it's like john senna yeah it's true Cena, sorry sorry john cena thing and it's like oh this is lit here we go we're gonna start the day yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, you just, yeah exactly. True. You know from the first beat that it's going to be a great song like, yeah. from that, it's an Ariana, that riff. Ariana Grande classic, yeah, exactly. Uh, I tend to, I've said this before, I tend to listen to albums like several times before I'm actually listening and like sitting down and paying attention to them. And this was the song on my like first and second listen that I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> See, that's okay. how I felt about Needy. But I was listening to the lyrics, which I always do. And like whenever those lyrics hit you and you're like, whoa, I felt that last week. Like <laughs> that's when you, that's yeah. when you're like, okay, I gotta hear this song again and hear what she's actually talking about. Yeah, what specifically in that did you? Yeah, speaking of let's move on. Well, we didn't hear it recently, so I, I can't really remember. But I mean, okay. I just know that the song itself is her being really vulnerable and like saying like she's imperfect and that she's you know obviously needy. But like, I think that it's cool that she twists it and says like, tell me how good it feels to be needed. Like, but not in a bad way. Like, she's saying, I need you, and I know that you appreciate that. I think that's my opinion on the way that the message goes with that song. And I, I don't have it pulled up either, but one of the other things you got always is like, I need you, and I need you to need me, which is kind of like a really, really resonant thing. 
I don't, like you said, I agree with the lyrics part. I'm usually listening to music and I don't know. Seems like everybody in here does music as a job, so maybe they don't have the same experience. <laughs> but I'm usually like a, trying to be productive at work when I'm listening, so it's hard for me to catch those lyrics on the first pass. Right. But definitely, like when you pull it up and you're going alongside the lyrics and you're listening to it, it can hit a lot harder. I think it was that way, mostly for Bon Iver, is probably the first album that hit me as strongly as it did. Because the, unless you're paying attention, those lyrics are impossible to decipher. <laughs> like they're so hard to decipher, right? Um, but it, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and um, I don't know if anyone's done the Enneagram thing, but like it resonates with my my number, the number Aren't we two. Opposites? What are you? You're two W three. I'm two wing three. three. You're three wing four, right? No, I'm three wing two. Oh, three wing two. I'm literally the opposite. Three of you. wing four. Gotcha. There we go. Not quite. Well. Almost. And then Greg's a nine. Nine wing one. Nine wing one. There you go. I don't remember any of them except mine, which I hardly remember mine, to be honest. All I remember is that threes are like the fakest ones of the bunch. No. I'm totally That's fake. Not... Let me just be no, honest. I mean, <laughs> no, their, their whole definition of three is that they pretend to be something else. That whatever their wing is no, is what they're It's like goal-oriented. You're the achiever. That's really interesting. I don't know. I almost believe that. Or I like to say, because I've gotten um, misnumbered a so. lot from people who, who have like really followed the Enneagram... And they always believe I'm a different number than I am. But mm. I believe, like, at least for me, my mental is so different than what I give off. And, I mean, that can be a bad thing or a good thing, but I'm just not trying to give off exactly what I'm thinking. If anything, I mean, I'm not like this evil, heartless person who pretends to care a lot. But at the same time, I'm not a person who cares a lot and pretends to be evil. Like, and it's more about your motivation yeah. behind it is where yeah. the actual numbering, like what you need to be numbered as comes in. Right. And I know wings or what and the three is like most cares a lot about success and stuff. And I know that that's something that, yeah, that's like my drive. Is, yeah. Three yeah. is very goal oriented. Yeah. And so oddly enough, I just was reading about threes. I, I'm reading a book right now on Enneagrams. Um, I need to borrow it. And yeah, it's really good. Uh, I can show you it afterwards. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, but yeah, like I was reading about uh, threes and yeah, very goal oriented. And a lot of times he was saying in the book that they, um, they, they want to figure out how to please everyone in the room. So that's mm -hmm. why they're looking to change. And it's not about <laughs> Sorry, I didn't that's mean to personal. dig into. I can dig that, into myself because I read mine last uh, like, like two weeks that, ago. That test um, nails you on the head, and it's just like, oh shoot, calling yeah, me out on everything. Yeah. But the best but, part about the enneagram that I like that it's not just a, it's not a, um, where do I fit on this graph? It's more of a where do I start? Right. Um, yeah. So that's the point of the wings. The really cool thing about the book that the book's actually um, an intro. Um, and it's about how to discover what. Um, what you are, and then how to um, become a better person. Right. And digging through where you start from. And like the goal of the Enneagram isn't to stay in your number, um, but True. it's to grow outside of it, um, which is really cool. A little short little plug there for the Enneagram and the books. Yeah. Is definitely escaping my mind. So um, going back to my point off the Enneagram, <laughs> going back to needy, the whole like needs you to need me thing. It resonates really hard with the two, the helper, where like you find a bunch of value in what you can do for others and like being able to pour into someone. Yeah. And so like that's kind of what at least part of this song is saying is like I need you to need me and that's how I'm needy. That mm -hmm. resonates real hard with me being too wing yeah. three. Well and when we talk about threes 
for a lot. They're known as performers or achievers, a little bit of both. Uh, but a lot of what their standard of success is is defined by their culture or how they were raised. And so for me, like my dad is. Wow. <laughs> uh, my dad is a is a giver, um, and like acts of service and that kind of thing is how he shows that he loves people. And my mother is the like relational hugger person. It's a very like stereotypical relationship yeah. between them, right? Um, and so, but for me, I was always very close to my mom and wanted to be way more like my dad. So that like need to be needed thing has always resonated super strongly with me, which is why my wing is too. It's because I want to be the helper. I want to be, uh, I naturally want to try to just be useful. And my worst fear is not being useful, mm. right? Like ending up being unsuccessful and useless is a, a fear that I have. And so mm. needy, I think, and we've gone way off track from needy. Like needy does talk about this a bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, much, wow, I didn't get these messages, but okay. this, we're, we're barely talking <laughs> about needy. <laughs> <laughs> but music in general engages that part of your mind of just saying one of the things that we care about most we made a joke before because you know you were saying, "Hey, I liked Ariana Grande's stuff before, but this one always feels a little bit more." And then introspective was the word that came out. Yeah, and that's a buzzword that we used for every single album that we've talked about. That wasn't like Bruno Mars. Even Maroon Five had a couple songs that we described as introspective, so we can't get away from that. But I think it's just true of music in general: is that if it resonates with you. And it's not just something that you want for that like temporary feeling of fun. If it's something that really resonates with you and stays with you, it does force you to look inward, force mm-hmm. you to look at yourself. The music that hits you hardest is the one that reflects you the best. Yeah. And that's why things like Needy or um, 21 Pilots, uh, House of Gold, or and one that we've brought up before of John Bellion's Ma's Joint. Like that one hits me in particular pretty hard because Ma's Joint is about Alzheimer's. And that's pretty rampant throughout my family. So it's a real thing that I might genuinely have to deal with in the future. And so those things always reflect really well. So talking about needy, if it's something that you resonate with, it can be way bigger. Even if it's not one of her biggest hits, and that doesn't change how it resonates with you, right? And so it's, it's really important to highlight. Real side tangent, the book that I was talking about <laughs> uh, was uh, The Road Back to You. It's by Ian Morgan Crown. Because those ideas weren't mine, so I wanted to at least... That's fair. Well, and we're kind of at the point where we're going to talk about some runner-ups. We've said a lot about Thank You Next, and I'm sure we could keep going on forever um, Mm. and hit every single song and talk in depth about it. Maybe it's why we have a podcast. (laughs) 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 Might be the reason. Uh, But a couple of runner-ups. Does anybody have one that they want to toss out first? It won't be soon before long. I know we've done Maroon 5, (laughs) but that is a great Wake Up in the Morning album. The that first was mine, you bitch. Never, <laughs> never see your face again to wake up to. And then the rest of that album is just jam. It's so confidence boosting. It's got all the feels. It's great. It's fantastic. It's a great way to start your day. Oh, man. This is the... You want to check out Maroon 5. We got your back. Well, I mean, I, I was a big fan. Still am. But like we talked about earlier... They've kind of gone in reverse as Ariana Grande has. Like, that, they don't seem that pop as, science. Yeah, I mean, it kind of just. No offense, Maroon Five, love you guys, but like, it just seems like all they care about is the next pop hit anymore. I'm not getting that like personal feeling, which is what I care about in music. I mean, if it doesn't resonate with me, then I'm 
not listening to it, to be honest. Not the I mean, I either audience. have to vibe with it or I have to relate to it. So, I mean, I think that goes for almost everybody, but some, I don't know, everybody vibes to something differently. I think it's a, a singles game now. It's, yeah. it's just a, it's an, a testament to the fact that it's a singles game now because their singles are fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Like I girls mean, like you. Great and, songs. And, yeah. The songs are fantastic. I haven't found any of them, like, none of their songs have made me want to go to another show, put it that way. They're not I think personally that, appealing. Yeah. You know? There's not what you're looking for. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I much prefer like Sia or somebody who's still releasing music that's more introspective because that's just what I care about. Like we just said, or, like, the reflections I, I is know. really important. Yeah. Some people like those quick hits. They like to fuel the music uh, without having to think. And that's what things, I think that's what Maroon 5 is kind of going for. That's yeah. the audience I mean, that's pop music for and, sure. And that's... Uh, a use of music too. Yeah, you know exactly. The whole point is to get you to feel something. Mm. Greg, do you have a runner-up for us? I've been thinking real hard. I've um, got one. If you don't, mm-hmm. you go first. So because Sean stole mine, because <laughs> I'm still thinking, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give a side tangent that the best wake-up song that I've heard is the intro song to Stargate SG One. <laughs> it's a great like rolling instrumental flare right at the beginning. It has an unmistakable start to the song like i'm just gonna play it from my phone real quick I, it's gonna no nope, i'm already playing nope, it bro i'm nope. already playing it it's too bad dude i'm, I'm speaking of future greg already playing this song in the background and i'm gonna it's cut not, it out right here yeah because you <laughs> sound like garbage what you're about to do into that mic but i gotta hear it though okay you know what? i'll play it for you after Thank okay you. uh but a close runner up other than that is i used to pick um Maroon 5 too. You know what? <laughs> I, I would pick Hands All Over. That was the one that I would listen to is their Hands All Over album. Um, but usually if I'm just trying to get jazz and I want to get moving, uh, I'll... S- <laughs> I like the soundtracks work really well for me. So like I'll, I'll pick things like video game soundtracks or movie soundtracks hmm. that I don't really have to think about but kind of have good swells to them. Yeah. Swells are cinematic. really important for me. Yeah, cinematic. Yeah. Those are really important to get me up in the morning. Say- Phantom of the Opera gets me every time. Mm. I can really get bumped to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like singing along and everything. You know? I don't know why, for whatever reason, me. I just imagined you dabbing on Phantom <laughs> of the Opera. <laughs> like, uh, Since I was about two years old, that's been a fave of mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Did you find a run out for first, Greg? Yeah, so this is more just like a track, maybe not the whole album, but... Uh, <laughs> Surf the album Surf by Donnie Trump in the Social Experiment Experiment. Um in Sunday Candy is like a great it's like one of those songs you could like get out of bed and like skip all the way through the door into your car work. Um it's one of those like really great like fun, exciting songs. Also this album is good, like has some more mellow stuff if you're not quite up yet. Um slip and slips slip slide. Honorable shout out to My Chemical Romance Danger Days. Oh gosh. That Holla, is, that the first track on that album. In the morning. Mm. Oh, gosh. So good. <laughs> Greg, can we play that real quick? Let's kind of go around in the background. Did you happen to grab one for us? Okay. As a runner up to your choice of Thank You Next. I mean, well, we talked about Trench from 21 Pilots, didn't we? Or we talked about it earlier. That's definitely one. And I don't I, think we did. We didn't? I don't think so. Okay. I think we mentioned it. Maybe mentioned but it. Because it was your feature last week. 
I, we featured. I uh, what is it about? Yeah. My what bad. is it about trenches that you, that gets yeah. you up in the morning? I don't know. I mean, I just like that it's so eclectic. Was like, I mean, Twenty One Pilots is always eclectic, aren't they? Like, but it just, I mean, if it keeps your brain going, I mean, you're not listening to the same genre over and over, where you can kind of just forget that you're listening to the same song or like a different song. But like Twenty One Pilots, you, you go, like, what song is this? Yeah, it yeah. never feels like the entire album blends together and then you no. forget what you're listening to. But then at the same time, it's like still cohesive. Like something makes sense about it all together. Mm-hmm. Especially the first few tracks on that album. Really? Like, yeah. Well, they, the first they, like, two really are in the other. same like key. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the same like tempo. There's something like the first two, I'm like, oh, this song is six minutes long. No, it's not. It's the second song already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, man, we need to stop naming runner ups. But <laughs> what I was going to say is that one of the things I, mean, I was going to say sound of music, but no. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say X ambassadors. Um, yes, their, that's their first album is also really good for that. Well, you know what? It has been a long cut, but it's been good. It's been a good conversation. Thank you for joining us, Nilka. Thanks for having me. This has been the Just Vibing Podcast. I'm Ralph. You can catch me on Twitter at at the ninth Ralph. Uh, my Instagram's boring, so I'm not going to plug that. Sean, <laughs> where can we find you? <laughs> I'm on Instagram as Sean, S-H-A-W-N underscore S-V. And my new artist producer page is S-H-W-N Music. And uh, hopefully by the time this releases, I'll have content on it. Why am I always finding out about new content on this podcast? Well, you see, because I literally just started this page and it has nothing on it right now. So I'm just kind of like making myself get stuff ready by announcing this here now because you have to post exactly <laughs> so yeah i get that there it is all right what been about hibernating you, on social media uh, it's yeah. probably the best path to take if we're being perfectly honest but <laughs> not in the music industry okay no, yeah I'm well for me heat from my manager <laughs> <laughs> fair <laughs> all right great. mitch is always one uh, <laughs> i wasn't gonna <laughs> shout out to mitch <laughs> hey mitch you're the best I, I didn't know what's going managing on these days. cool um yeah uh so different mitch um yeah. Uh, yeah my uh you can check me out um greg brick all over the place but probably check out uh um my coffee shop instagram new stuff is usually on that as well Spell as new releases wait, wait, wait. coming out soon have, have you heard of his coffee shop yet no i just heard about it this podcast and i'm really <laughs> excited okay. like <laughs> We're not going to hit you with the challenge. Then. We usually challenge people to spell it because he's got a weird spelling. Oh, for my coffee shop? For coffee well, for shop. Coffee you want to go for it? Let's, let's, just, go for let's it. do so, it. I'll tell you what. The vowels, two vowels are different. Yeah. It's the O's. They're different. C-A? Mm-mm. What? No. They're they're a different vowel. Okay, okay. Just, it, it's it's not, just, this isn't fair. She hasn't well, seen yeah, it before, so just hit him with it. So it's spelled C V F F E E. Milka's face golden. Oh man, I wish that came through because her face was just like, oh, oh, I see how it's different. So vowels aren't vowels. You could have blended that. So since we were cracking up while he was trying to spell it, C V F F E E S H X P. There we go. Can you just send that to me? <laughs> That's literally what everyone says. I yeah. tell them how they spot it. I got it right on, the sure. very first time, and I've never gotten it right since. <laughs> I don't know how. I got it right the first time and just forgot instantly. I need so. like multiple choice or something. <laughs> Every Let's put an A on the all the other ones. <laughs> um, about where can we find you, Noka? 
Instagram. I'm on Instagram, Nilka Music. That's Nilka, N-I-L-K-A, like milk, but with an N. And, and an, an A. a at the end. <laughs> um, that's my elevator pitch right there. And um, I'm on Twitter. My Twitter is also boring. Facebook, Nilka Music, you know. It also makes it easy to find you, though. Yeah, I keep everything Nilka like, Music. Greg has Greg the Great as his Instagram <laughs> handle, which means it's Greg the Great with an eight. And a T. Oh. Because Greg the Great with no T was already taken. So I had to throw uh, it you know, you know, That's okay. But I thought it was cool. And then I like posted three times and that was about it. So um, <laughs> that's why I say go to coffee shop. Also, he has literally. Yeah, you're right. He has literally the easiest Twitter handle. He got Gre- at Greg Brook as his Twitter, Twitter handle. It's and doesn't crazy. Use it. Like zero use his of it. His actual name actual was available. Name. Nilka Bowman is available everywhere. Yeah, I was going to say Greg Brook is available <laughs> Nilka everything. anything is almost available. Well, Fair. There are okay. a few of us out there. I'm a Ralph Harris. Never available. Zero hmm. percent available. I mean, that's, I've never heard it's that almost name. like it's the most milk toast name you've ever heard <laughs> in your entire life. <laughs> I've never heard of milk toast before. I watch too much The Bachelor. It's a very common descriptor. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what our thing is. We're just going to roll through that. Yeah. A lot of people watch The Bachelor. Okay. It's I, the I, most watched reality TV in America. I, I right. have heard a lot through other people's podcasts. So. Who's winning? So I don't even know. No, but really? I don't know their names. Yeah. I don't know. I Go Giants? Kaylin and Cassie are the worst. And I can't believe that they made it this far. That's all I'm saying. God. By the time you hear this, we'll know if they're actually still around. I really wish that Cassie's going to go home. She's going to crack under the pressure and I'll be very happy about it because everybody at my work is Team Cassie and they suck. Hmm. I'm rooting for Ashley. Ashley already got eliminated. Uh, also, wow, I guessed what about one. You oh, actually guessed, guessed the name on I the show. I literally guessed a name. I'm going to say something Sophie? that's going to get me in Is trouble. So, How's Sophie? No Sophie. Um, nice try. No Sophie. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm going to say something that gets me in trouble. So with the end of that, Sarah? that's the end of the Just Vibin' podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye. Catch y'all next time. Later.